when you get to really understand that, yes, maybe you created the difficulty or the challenge through your thinking and, and, and through your, uh, the things that you're affirming and what you're experiencing right now, you also get to learn that you get to recreate it. Welcome to the Everyday Wise Woman Podcast. I'm so excited you are here. My name is Cody Lee, and I'm the host of this podcast. My main goal is to help you discover that there is an incredibly beautiful, wise woman that lives within you, that lives within all of us. My hope is that through the stories of other women and the guidance that is shared on this podcast, you will discover the wisdom within you that is always present, always available, and easily accessible. So come along and join me on the great adventure of the everyday wise woman. Today's topic is all about affirmations, how we use them, how we don't use them, how we maybe don't realize we're using them every day, and how we can use them most effectively. Because a lot of times the things that we have in our life that we're receiving, whether it's the conditions or the struggle or the difficulty, are a product of our minds and our uh, words and our thoughts and our affirmations. So what is an affirmation? Well, ultimately, an affirmation is anything that you're affirming over and over and over again, right? So you can have an affirmation as simple as, I am beautiful and I am supported by the universe, or you can have an affirmation that says, I am fat and ugly and nobody listens to me and nobody cares about me. Both are affirmations. One serves your highest good. The other is keeping you stuck. So this is what I mean by how are the ways in which you are already using affirmations in your life, but maybe you're just not using them in a mindful way or using them in a way that is productive for you, right? Because if you're going around every single single day or every moment of every day and you are affirming over and over and over again, you know, Know, I'm ugly or I'm stupid or I'm not capable of doing that or oh I that was such a dumb idea who am I to think that I could right anything that pretty much starts with a I am or is in reference to what you're capable of doing and what you're incapable of doing is pretty much something you're affirming over and over and especially if you repeat it so what I want you to understand with affirmations is it's really about the repetition. So one of the things I also want you to hear in affirmations uh, is, hey, is that when you write something down, when you repeat it in your head, it's almost like you're solidifying it. So when you're solidifying something over and over and over, it starts to become a belief. And then that belief begins to take action. You take action steps based on that belief. And when you do that, what ends up happening is you end up creating that as your reality. So when you create a thought and an affirmation and you repeat it over and over and over in your head, it becomes a belief and that belief then turns into action steps and that action, those action steps begin to turn into reality, right? One of my favorite quotes, and I actually have it here on my desk, is where your mind goes, energy flows, and reality grows. It's my little 
thing. I love it. And in fact, I broke it one time and I repainted, like re-glued it back together. There's like a crack right here. I re-glued it back together because I believe this so much. I believe it so much that I built like a whole art piece around how our perspectives shape our reality, how our thoughts and our thinking kind of create this this construct of what we begin to believe and what we then begin to attract both into our life and play out in our life, right? So I had a client of mine who told me this story about when she was a kid, she really wanted to lose weight because she wanted to be this beautiful ballerina. And because she wanted to be a beautiful ballerina and she wanted to lose weight so she would be the perfect ballerina, she then tried to convince herself that I'm fat and therefore I need to lose weight. All she repeated over and over and over again was, I am fat. I am fat. I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm fat. And lo and behold, she continued to get more of the same result. Meaning she didn't come to terms with the fact. It wasn't like she was doing that to accept herself. She was doing that to condemn herself. And in the process, she continued to gain weight and or stay where she was. She didn't lose any weight. Um, and a lot of times we think, oh, well affirmations are this positive thing, right? We just have to think positive and we'll be positive, right? So I am skinny, I am skinny, I am skinny, so therefore I'm going to be skinny. But here's the deal, if you have the affirmation running in your head, I'm fat, and you're trying to convince yourself of a new reality, and you're trying to change the way that your your brain is wired, right? Change it to a I'm skinny and beautiful, while also still believing that I'm skinny and beautiful, but really I'm actually fat. That's not actually serving you in changing the brain pathway and transforming the energy and transforming your reality. So affirmations are also about belief. Affirmations build belief, but sometimes you have to suspend disbelief and or suspend belief in what you've already believed for your entire life, right? Because sometimes when you're shifting a, a thought form into a new affirmation, you have to suspend what you have lived with your entire life. I have actually, I don't know if you know this, but I have this actually tattooed on my arms. This side says suspend in Italian, and then this side says disbelief on the other side. With the wrong direction. <laughs> but the idea between these two tattoos is to remind me that Anything I have come to believe and or oftentimes the things I feel like, well, that can never happen. I have to suspend disbelief because I have to be willing to ask myself, well, what else is possible? What else could be possible? Like that could be one outcome. Yes, maybe I will always stay a curvaceous, you know, big boned, fat girl. Or what else is possible? Could it be that I embrace how beautiful I am in the way that I show up? I am strong and powerful, that my muscles help me move and dance and connect with the world. And that because of that, because of my vibrancy, because of the light that shines from within, that I'm actually like 
more beautiful than I ever would be if I lost 20 or 30 pounds? And does it even matter at the end of the day? Is who I am defined by the poundage of my body? Ultimately, I don't think that it is. But you have to be willing to suspend disbelief or at least suspend the belief that the one way you've come to affirm over and over and over the belief that you have now signed your life over to, well, maybe that belief isn't true. I had another example of uh, a really great really great example of this with another client of mine. She was talking about how she was really nervous to kind of put in a resume because she didn't know if the job was right. And we dug a little deeper and I asked some questions. And one of the things I asked was, you know, what would it look like to turn in your resume? You know, does it feel like check in with your your gut and tell me. And when she did that, she gave me this story about how she doesn't want a corporate job and she's going to be tied to a desk and all of these things. But she never gave me really a gut response, like a yes or a no or a uh-huh or a uh-uh. And if you know anything about how I teach, I teach uh, in the body, the body knows, the body has wisdom. When you listen to it, it gives you a very clear answer. So I kind of started to notice she was giving me a story. And the story was all about what this corporate job was going to end up looking like and then how that was going to affect her and her life. So then I said, okay, well, you're giving me a really great story and I appreciate that, but I want to know what else is possible. What if that job actually doesn't tie you to a desk. Instead, what they're actually looking for is somebody who works from home, somebody who, you know, needs to get 25, 30 hours done in a week, but they don't care when or how it gets done. They just want to make sure it gets done. What if it looks like a lot more flexibility than you're thinking? And in that moment, it was almost like she had an openness to say, oh, I guess I never really thought of it that way. And when you allow yourself to question the story, question the belief, question the thoughts you're affirming over and over and over, it gives you the opportunity to be curious about what else is possible. What else could be available to you if you were able to say, well, that's one option of how this could turn out, but what's another way? What's another option? How could it be different? Is that the only answer? Is there maybe another answer? And you see, I say those with curiosity. I don't say them with condemnation. I don't say, I don't know that there's another way. I mean, if there is, it's very difficult, right? Those are all beliefs that are, again, keeping you from being willing to be open and being curious about the possibility. So when I actually started to invite her back into her body and I allowed her to settle back down and I kind of walked through this imagery of her handing in her resume, what she got from that experience was, I'm not good enough to turn in my resume and my resume isn't good enough. So what she got to learn through that process was the story was actually hiding the affirmation underneath that she was affirming she wasn't good enough and she wasn't good enough to turn on the resume. So when you're affirming something unconsciously, it's really hard to become aware of it unless you question your beliefs, unless you question the story you're playing out for yourself. And then when you really then connect with the truth, right? Oh man, I've been hiding under this story of a corporate life means I'm going to be changed to a desk and that's the only way it's going to turn out. Really because I'm afraid to face this little tiny portion over here which says my resume isn't good enough and I'm not good enough to turn it in. 
when you really get to the truth of that, what you get to do is recreate that affirmation. You get to look at that belief. You get to say, is it, is it true? Am I really not good enough to turn in my resume or is that nonsense? Like, is that, you know, like, do I just need to update my resume? Do I just need to really look at the things that I have had huge successes in and how I've been successful? And then how can I recreate this affirmation, this thing that I've been affirming, this belief that I'm playing out so unconsciously, right, in my life, how can I transform it? And so when you do that, when you really become aware of the truth, what you get to do is then choose. And this is the most powerful thing, right? No one truly is a victim in their life unless they believe they are a victim and unless they subscribe to victim affirmations and victim beliefs. Because ultimately, anytime you get awareness, things are going to happen to you in your life right? You, there's going to be a car accident. You're going to be the victim of the car accident. It is what it is. But choosing to be a victim is very different than having something happen to you in your life, right? I'm going to cuss and hopefully you guys are good with it, but shit happens and then you get to choose who you're going to become in the process. And that's what's powerful. And that's what I want you to hear. In affirmations, affirmations can either serve you or they can hinder you. And it's up to you. It's up to your choice. And oftentimes when they're hindering you, what is actually happening is they're completely unconscious. They are beliefs that you've affirmed in your life. They have become your reality. And you're just playing them out. They're like stories. They're like habits. They're brain pathways that have continued to create and foster your reality. And every time you see something happen, so for example, say this client, we hadn't gotten to the bottom of this, but she did finally turn in her resume and then she didn't get the job. She would immediately say, well, I didn't get the job because really I'm just not good enough. She would be affirming the story, the affirmation, the belief without there being any reality because maybe they didn't hire her because they hired somebody else or maybe they didn't hire her because all of a sudden they had to do cuts and so they didn't have the funding to hire her, but they really, really wanted to. Like she was exactly what they wanted, but because of, you know, funding, because life happens, right? And their business maybe needed to go through a, a, a complete overhaul. They just couldn't hire her and it had nothing to do with whether or not she was good enough. But what happens is we allow our circumstances, I should say, we don't allow our circumstances. We often seek out our circumstances to help reinforce our stories. So my question and affirmations for you is, what is the story you are continuing to perpetuate? What is the story that you are continuing to affirm? What are the thoughts about yourself that are playing on repeats, that are becoming the affirmations, that are becoming the beliefs, that are becoming your reality, and then you're seeing the circumstances play out and using those circumstances to affirm your story? And is it really serving you? Is it serving you to who it is you want to become and how you want to show up in the world? And is it really helping you evolve, grow, learn? And is it really giving you the life that you want? 
So now I want to kind of break down what does it mean to actually use affirmations in a way that serves you, right? Affirmations have this amazing ability to change our brain pathway. When we become aware of the thing that we want to change, i.e. I'm not good enough to turn in my resume, or I am ugly and fat, or I'm not beautiful enough to, you know, have that relationship, or I'm incapable of being loved. I mean, how many affirmations? I mean, there's certainly... God, I think I lived for like 20 years with the affirmation that I am unlovable and I just like continue to get in relationship after relationship after relationship to prove the story that I was unlovable and I was only attracted to the person that really was not capable of actually loving somebody because I needed to prove the story that I was unlovable. That's how it worked, right? I don't blame any of them. It is not, in fact, I feel sorry for them because I put them in a position to help me heal something and then I never healed it. I dated the same person in many different bodies, but it was the same relationship because I needed to learn that I was lovable beyond a doubt without having external validation of that. And so I used affirmations as a way to change the brain pathway. And so what does that mean exactly? We see that sometimes or, or we see those little images of like the neuroreceptors like changing and firing new and it's really amazing and it's really cool. But like sometimes I don't always get it, right? I don't have the best, biggest, you know, most successful science brain and I'm perfectly okay with that. But I do get things in pictures. So this is what I under, this is how I understand this and it really helps me get this. Have you ever seen a picture of the desert and you see those like old crevices where the water has actually ran through the desert and it's like over time the water has run in that same crevice over and over and over and it's slowly dug like this basically this canyon and sometimes it's a big canyon like the Grand Canyon and sometimes it's just these like small crevices and so what happens is when the earth is perched are parched when the earth is parched and all you have left are these little crevices what you actually have is a place for the water to flow so what happens is your brain is kind of like that and your habits are kind of like that they are like the 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 parched desert that when life happens and something comes into your world because you've been affirming and you've been creating you know that kind of pathway that 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 dugout that that you know place where the water runs the water just naturally flows in and goes in that direction so when you're trying to change the brain pathway, when you're trying to change the way that the water goes, because the water is going to move towards the path of least, re least resistant, it's going to move in the direction that is easiest for it to go. You want to create a new path of least resistance, and you can do this with the same thing that created all of those paths to begin with, with affirmations. But you use affirmations consciously instead of having them be completely unconscious and running in the background and not actually serving you. So how do we do this? That's oftentimes where you hear the affirmations about I am healthy and vibrant and I feel alive or I am beautiful and, uh, you know, 
stunning and strong and powerful. Or, you know, I, what was the one I used yesterday in the group, uh, in the Facebook group? I used the one, um, I am ready to learn through love instead of what is it we often learn through? No pain, no gain, and suffering is the way to paradise. And like, what if, but what if there's a different way? Like, it's my, that's all I want to know. Like, but what if I don't have to suffer? What if there actually is a lot of gain and there doesn't have to be pain? I mean, that's what I want to know. So the question for you is, what in your life is it that you really want to change and transform? Maybe it's you want to be more confident. Maybe you want to, you know, be more organized. Maybe you want to actually believe that you can have that relationship of your dreams. So how are you going to change the affirmation and transform it into the thing that you want. And here's the other part with the affirmations. When you're changing the brain pathway, you can't change the affirmation to something you're not able to believe. So start with something you're able to believe, right? If I don't honestly believe that I'm beautiful, but I believe that my hair is gorgeous, then maybe my affirmation is I am learning to love myself, and that starts with loving my hair, right? I am uh, learning to see that I am beautiful, and my be hair is the most gorgeous thing about me, right? I do love my hair, so that's easy for me. But I also believe that I'm incredibly beautiful. I didn't always believe that, and not every day do I believe that. I still have the struggle bus of, God, I feel so ugly and bad today. But that's okay. I just let myself throw a pity party, and then I move on with life. It doesn't become me and it doesn't become who I am. But there was a period in which I detested my stomach and my hips and my legs and that feeling of your thighs rubbing against each other, like detested it, right? But over time, I've slowly moved through different affirmations that allowed me to absolutely love and adore every part of myself. And it takes work and it takes effort and it takes patience. This isn't an overnight process. You don't change your brain pathway that has been running since you were five years old or 10 years old. Like how long has this brain pathway been running? Five, 10 years? Yeah. So maybe it's going to take you know, half that, if not maybe a little bit more, to transform it. So allow yourself gentleness and ease in transforming your own thoughts and redirecting where that river, that, that path of least re resistance is going to go. And in the process, you can begin to hold space for what is true to actually come up and out of you. So this is so important in our life because oftentimes we live by the energy that moves through us and our thoughts are a part of directing that energy. And when we are doing it completely unconsciously, we get an unconscious reality. We get the misery, we get the difficulty, we get the pain, we get the depression, we get the sadness because we're disconnected from what it is we're creating. But when you start to really take ownership of what it is you're creating, and not from a place of, oh my God, I can't believe I'm creating such an awful life for myself, right? That's, that's continuing to perpetuate a victim mentality. But when you really come from a place of, oh my God, I created this so I can recreate this. Like, holy moly, how amazing is that? 
the moment that I realized I had this situation where I created both my greatest fear and my greatest success pretty much simultaneously was the moment that I was like, oh my God, I am a master creator. <laughs> like, oh my God, I created these two things simultaneously and I didn't really want to do that, but oh my God, I did it. And now I understand how I did it. When you get to really understand that, yes, maybe you created the difficulty or the challenge through your thinking and, and, and through your, uh, the things that you're affirming and what you're experiencing right now, you also get to learn that you get to recreate it. And so I'm going to leave you with one of my most favorite quotes. And you have to say this affirmation, this quote, this question with the utmost curiosity and the utmost openness, almost like a child, right? And you want to say it whether it's a difficult moment or whether it's an amazing positive moment. And that is, how can it get any better than this? How can it get any better than this? When you're in the pit of despair, how can it get any better than this? When you're in the utmost glee and joy-filled moment, instead of being afraid of everything falling apart because, oh my God, you're actually happy for the first time in your life, so there has to, there has to be a shoe that's going to drop somewhere, say, how can it get any better than this? And allow yourself to suspend belief and suspend disbelief and see what is possible and allow yourself to also affirm in your life, in your thoughts, in your heart, in your being, in your body, through your feelings, through your beliefs, through your words, what it is you truly want to believe. What is true for you and what are you ready to take ownership of in your life? Thank you for joining me today on the Everyday Wise Woman podcast. I am so grateful you are here. If you love this episode, please subscribe to my channel and leave us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out online at Cody Lee, that is C-O-D-I-E-L-E-A dot com slash Everyday Wise Woman. I would love to hear from you and what you got out of this episode. So please drop me a message and also share this with another amazing woman in your life. Let's connect more women to their inner truth and wisdom. And always remember, you are wise and powerful beyond measure. Oh, 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 oh,